Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard. And today's guest is one of my favorite people. Michelle and I have been friends, God, it feels like since the beginning. I don't know when, I think we talk about it in the episode. We dive into, you know, when we met and how we met. And we've always supported each other's businesses. We have very similar ethos on business. We're always kind of like cheering each other on in the DMs and things like that. So I'm really excited to dive into this one with you. And it's very fun because you will see that we definitely spend some time on a topic that gets a little bit of backlash. We're going to dive into our thoughts on it. You have so much to learn from with Michelle. Do everything in her space that you can. Anything free, you will learn from. Join her Facebook group, follow her on Instagram, whatever you want to do. You will not ever regret following Michelle in her space in the business she's created. She's just a powerhouse of creativity. She's a shining light. She's such a great leader. And I'm very honored to call her a friend. So tune in. Enjoy. We're recording this live. The doers can watch, which is cute. We have our little chat up. So if anyone's here, you can say hi, you can ask a question, stuff like that. But I love recording with you. I just recorded an episode for your podcast. I've been on your podcast before. You've been on my podcast before. You've come and talked to the doers. We do a lot together. But if people don't know you, give us a little spiel. What do we do over there at MKW? Oh my gosh. What do we not do? That's a shorter list. MKW Creative Co. We build bragworthy brands for online businesses, hospitality, lifestyle. Bread and butter is really brand and visual identity design, starting with logos, colors, fonts, assets, etc. But we have kind of morphed and shifted into your outsourced creative direction department. So people on my team are helping us do organic social. We do packaging, we do merch, we do event installations, we do on-site marketing, we do content creation, we do a lot of stuff, but all of it is so, so fun. And I think the biggest goal is really building that brag-worthy brand, making brands that people cannot shut up about and have to tell everyone about because they just love everything that they touch. And that to me is ultimate. I mean, and you do a great job at it too, because you work with great businesses, period, but you make them so Mm -hmm. much fun. You create like such an excitement around the brands that you work with. If you haven't been, you need to be following MKW Creative on Instagram because it is really cool to see what you do. For instance, the San Diego Open, where you have this incredible campaign of like tennis balls all over the place, tennis taking over, which is really fun. And Hotel Lobby Candle, which you are, were like super really involved in. What's that Airbnb? Peach House? Peach Peach Girls House, House. Hemsley Ranch. We've got Polar Bear Eats, the diner. We've got a lot of stuff going on, but it's all very world building, very immersive style stuff. And that's just the most fun because it just like gets people talking. And I love that. Yeah, and you just do such a great job. And so for those listening, there's such a creative following that I have that really look to me to help streamline and bring my analytical piece of it so that they have that comprehensive business. But 
for someone like you, I love your story because you've kind of been doing this like forever. Yeah, kind of forever. forever. And, you know, for someone who wants to start, they could definitely start the Michelle way, which is like, get out there, start with nothing. Tell people a little bit about the a brand a week for a year challenge you said oh my gosh yeah that was insanity the first thing to know about me is i love a theme like bitch loves a theme like since the beginning of time since my birthday parties like my parents used to give me shit because on my 12th birthday party i had like a backyard island theme and my mom did the frost frosting on the top of my cake and i didn't like the way that she did it so i scraped it off and did it myself like i was a brat like i like about themes like that to me was ultimate every year for like christmas i would go super over the top i was always selling things bracelets and bags and like i just always kind of had that entrepreneurial fire but i loved making things for people like that to me was so much fun so when i went to college i majored in fine arts and art history double major at university of san diego and really told myself like i'm gonna be a museum curator like that's gonna be it for me i want to like hobnob with the richy rich peoples and the well-to-dos and be around the art because I didn't think of myself as an artist because I felt like kind of a hack job in the art department because I didn't paint and I didn't draw. And the courses I always took were new media, sculpture, and video. I didn't learn graphic design in college. I took one visual communications course. We had a two-week unit on Illustrator. And I was like, this sucks. But as the story goes, my friend said, oh, my uncle has this jailbroken version of the CD of Illustrator. And you can just put it on your computer so we don't have to go to the computer lab to do our homework. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I downloaded it on my computer. Half the controls didn't work because I did not want to pay for the creative suite. And then I just kind of kept messing around and kept going with it and then started posting some of the stuff I was making. A friend of mine started doing offering surf lessons. So we created her brand and then my sorority needed stuff. And it just evolved, evolved, evolved. Got an on-campus job doing posters for like the homecoming parade and the football games and things like that. And then my parents, between my junior and senior year of college, they're like, you should just start a business. I was like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I was like, where... Who would pay me and what's an invoice and what should I charge? And they're like, well, charge more money than you would babysitting, which is the only other job I had up until that point. I was charging $12 an hour for babysitting. So I charged $15 an hour for graphic design. My gosh. And I did that for like a year. And granted, I was a 20, 21-year-old junior, senior in college, but was like having so much fun making money when all my friends were hungover on a Sunday morning. We were watching movies and I just broke out my laptop and could make money like that was the best thing for me ever. And then it's grown a lot since then. So that was like 2014, 2015. Went from that to like full-time with my business, lived at home for a year, saved money, scaled up, then got on like the digital nomad vendor and like went all over the world. And then the world shut down. Remember this thing? Oh, what was that? Huh? (laughs) Where like everything was closed. And so I just decided to go balls to the walls of the business and I did 41 brands in a year. That's a really long insane though. Like that's wild. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. And I'm sure if you listen to the other episode, I'm probably covering things that I say there too, but it's been a minute. And I feel like one thing that you do differently that I think is really great is that you design live on TikTok, which I want to talk about. But one of the things that I love that you are disruptive about is that you can do good design in Canva. And I know that that's something that you are loud about. Yes. The biggest thing to know about me too is like, I'm a tech optimist. If there's a new tool, I'm pretty much going to like go feet, like dive in head first, just not take any breaks, like learn everything I can about it and then try to use it to my advantage. And I think that a lot of people are having those questions of like AI right now, which I'm sure we'll cover. But when Canva came around, I did what most designers do. And I was like, (laughs) never use Canva. And then I realized that the stuff that I hated was when clients had to come back and be like, 
oh, wait, I want this one thing changed on my business card. Or can you do this one thing? Can you just, and it just, my inbox would get flooded with these like teeny tiny little piddly requests that I just felt like were bogging me down from having big ideas. And so I needed a way to help my clients be self-sufficient in their own brand. You paid a pretty penny to get the branding made in the first place. Why would I gatekeep your own success by trying to keep you on a retainer? No, like, and I did not want retainer clients. That for me, I was like, "Mm, that does not work for my brain. It just doesn't. I want a project. I want to start and a finish. And I want you to fly the nest and be free. So setting them up in a Canva account gave them the autonomy to be able to execute on their own where they didn't have to work with us, but they wanted to work with us. So that was the shift is like, I'd rather have them be as successful as they can on their own. And you preach this too, right? Like you don't need me. You right. want me. Right. You don't need me to tell you everything I'm going to tell you already exists on totally. the internet. But you want it to come from me because I'm going to understand your business, understand what you're after and be able to get you from point A to Z a lot well, It's a completely different deliverable to say, we want new business cards. Then like, can you change this color on the business card? It's like, just go in and do it. Or so-and-so changed their totally. email. They changed their email address. Can you re-export all my... I'm like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a great shift and I think it's a good call out because I see designers sometimes who are like, and don't worry, we don't work in Canva. And I'm like, you have to understand that there's like nothing wrong with that. I always tell people like, and this no. kind of is a perfect segue, things like AI and things like Canva, it's like not using a calculator when it came out. You know, it's like, it's just a different tool. It's a tool, it's a resource. And someone needs to know how to use the tools and resources. So it's not like totally getting rid of something. But what I love about AI, specifically at like when ChatGPT came out, is I was like, we finally have a calculator for copy because it's not going to spit out great copy, but it's going to spit out something so good that a copywriter can then go in and add flair instead of just taking the time to put words on the page. It's like, that's the time consuming part. And now with mid journey, which we're doing a mid journey, like play session in the doers soon, because I was like, I'm not an expert. Don't think about ever paying me or like asking me for advice on mid journey, but we're playing and we're like learning something. So like, let's just all play together. And you are doing the sickest stuff in mid journey. And we've started creating really cool things in mid journey for one of our rosé clients, because we're like, we can't fly to Provence for this photo shoot, like, but we can act like it. And so I want to talk a little bit about mid journey, especially your experience with it, because I I have to say you're part of the reason that we got into it, because I'm obsessed with what you're churning out. It's the most fun. And it's the most fun for the person that has the visualization gene, but doesn't have the execution skills, right? So for someone like myself, and a lot of the brands that we work with, so much of the introductory phase of brand design, we spend an entire week and a half on research. We got to know your brand questionnaire. We need to know your audience. We need to know your aesthetics. We got to find your theme, for lack of a better term. And to be able to take that information and immediately be able to produce a visual to gut check with your client to be like, is this kind of what you were going for? Because clients don't know what they're looking for. How many times have we heard the like, I'll know it when I see it. It's like, well, how am I supposed to produce something for you to see? Like, what? So you're just cutting down on that feedback loop of hitting your head against the same wall by just going yeah. there, right? By just going that direction. And I think for visualization and brainstorming, Midjourney is a yeah. huge tool. The other thing to know about Midjourney, and I think when I've started to describe this to people who I know who aren't even in creative industries, they don't understand how it right. works, right? So understanding how it works is really important. So Midjourney, what it does is it basically looks at all of the images of the whole internet and it starts to correlate terminology with 
visuals. So if you say, I want to see a purple barn, it knows purple because it can find image purple and it knows barn and it can be like, how do I mishmash these sure. two things together? The catch is it's all open source, which is great. We love that. Very like if you're into the whole NFT, Bitcoin, totally. blockchain yes. stuff, it's, that's a whole Not other into that today. terminology. <laughs> Not today, but the way that I've described it that I think is resonating with people is think about it like DNA. You can have the same two parents, the same sperm, the same egg. When you have kids, you don't have clones. You're not going to get the same result twice. No one is going to get the same result twice because you don't know what source material, what genetics that Midjourney is totally. pulling from. So it's going to pull from this whole huge, infinite number of possibilities of outcomes and give you a unique result every single it's time. It's so much fun. And that's the beauty yeah, of yeah. it. It's so But it's fun. also funny. It's I'm, so fun. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm loving the results, but I'm also dying over the fails yes the, the fails flops. are so funny by the time this comes out we will have closed a christmas in july promo for me time okay so you know i was like oh maybe i could do because we're doing this shoot where you know someone's peeling an ornament off the tree and putting a bikini on it right and so i was like i wonder if i could generate mm -hmm. like an image of it so that i don't have to set up the tree on saturday and like do it you know what I mean? and pictures mm -hmm. he came up with garbage it was like you know those 50s retro swimsuits that were like a one piece throughout with like a teeny tiny skirt around the middle and like like madonna pointy boobs almost it was that like flying on a hanger in front of a christmas tree and i was like trying so many different prompts to make it happen it just was not happening or like sometimes like someone's arm comes out through their chest or like totally. like arms hands yeah. teeth gets messed up but it will not generate bikini okay so yeah so i tried because i tried bikini and it mm -hmm. said that it was like a banned word i like so i had to do swimsuit and then i was like oh this it was so funny forget so it so funny yeah the flops are just as they're funny, just like, as there's funny. Sometimes where you're like okay that's not what i wanted at all but i think to the point like what i'm noticing in my facebook group we have like a weekly prompt that goes out now that's like kiss my ai like show me what you made with ai yeah. this week bonus points if you already posted to social drop in the link from your social so we can go hype you up etc and people are commenting and they're like tell me your prompt tell me your prompt and it's like well that's my recipe though like that's the secret that's the ravioli give me the formioli like uh, no yeah so i'll show you what i made but you've got to i think what we're going to see with the journey with image generation is that people are going to start to develop their own signature Correct. style just like photographers have signature styles just like graphic designers have signature styles like you're gonna start to get into your parameters where because it's dictated by your mm -hmm. taste so you can do it with your settings if you're hitting forward slash settings and you're messing with whether you want high stylization, low stylization, raw mode, not raw mode, all the different like factors, you're gonna start to see artists dig into like what their aesthetic is. And I think people that are struggling with mid-journey right now are the ones that are just using the mid-journey default because their shit looks like everything else and they can't figure out why it doesn't look the way that they want it to look and because they don't know the terminology. To well, use. and it's interesting because being in mid-journey, it's really interesting because you get to see other people's prompts because you also see all the ways that they're fixing it to get closer you know and so I'm like what did they tweak from this one to this one because they like want this one upscale what did they change that they got the result that they wanted and so I'm playing now more with how I'm prompting the system but also you know you see it with ChatGPT, which to my yeah. point earlier like AI first of all doesn't change the fact that I still have to do a photo shoot this weekend. You know, like I still need my totally. bikini shot. <laughs> and so it doesn't necessarily like take that, but it's such a good way for 
designers on Midjourney and copywriters with ChatGPT to create, to your point, like recipes or like stylizations or like their own methodology of extracting copy, extracting design that can become proprietary to them. Yep. And it's world building. I mean, think of the whole mock-ups like industry, right? Photoshop mock-ups, buying Photoshop mock-ups online. Forget it. I literally this week fed Midjourney a mood board for a project and said, create a, a wine bottle mock-up based on this mood board. And it gave me a wine bottle mock-up in the color tones, the lighting, the styles, the everything, the props, styling, the whole bit. So all I have to do is export that shit, take it right over to Photoshop, get the label on it. And we can go to market. This is an e-commerce ready mock-up. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, the opportunities mm -hmm. are endless. And I'm not a designer. I'm a creative in Excel. Like, that's where my creativity explodes is my Excel spreadsheets. Like, I am not a designer. I am not the one doing anything creative in my business. Whereas, like, you are, you know? So for me, I think it's just fun. It's just fun. And I don't want to be out of the conversation. Like, I want to be able to contribute to and understand this next level. I don't need to master it. But I do want to be no. able to like be in on it. You know what I mean? Well, and for the people that are so like, oh, my God, AI is coming for my job. It's coming for my job. Like, could every client that's ever paid me to make a logo learn Illustrator? Yeah. Yeah, they can. They can buy the Adobe Creative Suite. They can learn how to do logos. They can learn how to pull it together. Can anyone that watches me do a logo design on TikTok Live also get out their computer and do exactly the things that I'm doing? Yes. Can they live inside my brain? No. <laughs> that, and that's the thing. So it's like. That's the difference. Like the tool does not make the creator. Just like you put a chef in a private kitchen or you put a chef in an at-home kitchen, there's still a chef. Like there, it doesn't matter your your surroundings, your environment, your tools. Like they can still probably cook a damn good meal with an air fryer, an oven, and a stovetop, and they don't need a sous vide no. machine. But they can make a delicious freaking meal, and you're not going to want to do it yourself. You'll still pay them to cook you. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you think private chefs? All these private chefs in the Hamptons, like all these people, could make their own food. Do they want to? No. You're still going to pay the creative professional to do Totally. The job. I always tell people there is almost nobody who pays for solutions. They pay for custom solutions. Nobody's like, oh, can you build me a house? I don't want to be involved. It's like, no, I like your style. I want you to make my style come to life. You know what I mean? It's a meeting of the minds. And it's not necessarily like I need a house built. It's like, who will get it? Who will get me? Who will make my vision come to life? I like their vision. And that is what you sell. That is truly the proprietary sell. And who knows how to fix the problems that I could never anticipate? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, who knows that when we have a slab leak, what has to happen yeah. next? Because yes, you could go to the internet and yes, you could probably ask ChatGPT, what do I do when there's a slab leak in my construction? But the peace of mind knowing that you hired a professional that has experience doing the thing you've never done before is worth the money. Totally. Alone. And, you know, that's where and I, honestly, not only does it create jobs in like the tech space, you know, but it also creates more opportunity. Yeah. So this is a question that people often ask me about ChatGPT. Do you tell your clients? Because we use ChatGPT yes. relentlessly, but we would never... Mm -hmm pass a chat GPT answer to a client because it's just not there. It's not good enough, you know? So I know that's your answer. But, you know, for the people who are like, what do I tell my clients? Am I a hack? Am I like da-da-da? 
first of all, I just told a client today that we were using AI and I positioned it like you are working with a very high As tech, dentist. Yeah, innovative. This is not stock mm -hmm. photography. You will never see this anywhere else and you didn't have to pay for it, which, you know, you didn't have to pay for an expensive yep. shoot. So for you, how do you communicate to clients and what do you say to someone who has so much anxiety about like, am I allowed to do this and are they going to be pissed that I am? Our biggest issue, and this is for social media specifically and brand design, is our biggest issue when it comes to our clients. They by default, are experts in their business. They are not copywriters. They don't know how to necessarily verbalize or articulate what they're doing, who it's for, and why and how. They can give us an idea, but they don't have it in the way that us as marketers expect. So we use ChatGPT to expedite the process of idea to execution. So for example, we've got a client where we run a bunch of brands for him. He writes his captions on his social media in his own voice and tone based on his own life experiences. We've been taking those captions, giving them to ChatGPT, saying, write me a 500 word blog post on this topic. So he may have started the idea. He may have kicked off the idea based on a real life experience. Great. Now we say, ChatGPT, write me a 500 word blog post. Then I say, ChatGPT, create a 12 frame Instagram story series based on this blog. Now create me a TikTok video script so that I can go back to my client and say, remember that post you posted last week? Can you go record this TikTok video? Here's your script, frame for frame. Then I go back to ChatGPT and because I've done this now 12 times in the, in the same feed, I can say, based on what you know, what blog topics would you recommend that go along with these themes? Then it's spitting out 40 different ideas for topics that are tangential to those themes. So now I'm taking that content and I'm saying, great, let's create carousel posts. Let's create our Instagram stories. Let's create our content calendar based on the information that someone who would get value out of this stuff would then get value out of in the future. So copywriters, again, like to, if you're afraid of AI or if you're afraid of selling your client, your sell to your client is that you're going to create more high quality content in less time. So instead of saying, oh, I'll write you a blog post for $500 and it's going to take me six hours, you're saying, I'm going to write you 10 500 word blog posts in two hours. And all of your threads, all of your stories frames, all of your TikTok scripts, all of your media that's going to then promote the blog post. So we actually get leverage out of your blog post. It's more deliverables. Totally. That's the win, right? Because I also think how you present it is different because you and I do believe that this is a leg up, right? I do believe it's an advantage. We have literally assets that we pass to this rosé brand of like bottles of rosé mm -hmm. or like glasses of rosé with like meat skewers because mm -hmm. we were doing like recipes and stuff like that mm -hmm. with Provence mm -hmm. in the background. No one has that asset, which is so proprietary. And we were able to be quicker. You know, we got two weeks of content done in half sure. of an afternoon versus, I mean, maybe a little longer because we were playing. I designed logos. I, that's my favorite thing to do. It takes me four or five hours to come up with a really great logo brand concept presentation, start to finish, which is fast already. Like industry, that's fast. I can go to ChatGPT and it's not that far off to think that like design a brand for a food truck and then it would give you the options, right? And I, let's say I'm the business owner of the food truck. Design my branding for my food truck. And ChatGPT will probably give you very good answers. You as the business owner, you're not necessarily mm -hmm. gonna know why they work well for your business. And even if you give it all the information in the world, you're not necessarily going to know if that's actually going to hit your audience because you're right. not a marketer. So the advantage that I have, like where my brain is going to, is like, right. it's not a far off idea for me to go to ChatGPT to come up with logo prototypes. I'm going to use ChatGPT in MidJourney for logo prototyping because I'm going to say, okay, yeah. I want a Art Nouveau inspired icon mark that's a stylized 
botanical, da 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 da. But I know what all those words mean. I know where that it's going to pull from. I have the art history knowledge and the art knowledge and the terminology and the vocabulary to yeah. get towards that result that is the vision that was still mine. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's almost reductive to act like all you do yeah. is swipe lines around on Adobe. And that's almost what we're saying when we're saying this could come from my job because it's not taking into account inspiration that you draw, like understanding the verbiage and the language and the semantic difference of teal versus royal blue and, you know, Art Nouveau versus farmhouse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that is what makes you creative and that is what you makes you different than like your client is not going to be able to go into mid journey and type all of those things out. Right. You can use mid journey to learn this stuff. So if you're the person that's like, which I saw someone sure. commented here, like what I would give to understand design, go to mid journey, use backslash describe, drop in an image that you like. And you're like, what is this even? And it's going to give you four different descriptions of that image. So you can be like, oh, I like this because it's yeah. neo-futurism. I like this because it's Bauhaus. I like this because it's Dadaism. And start to teach yourself those things so that when you get down the road, you can be like, oh, I know what we need for this brand. We sure. need surrealist. We need, you know, like you can get there. You can get there. So like use the tool. But I think that it's like we yeah. saw during COVID. There's a lot of people that saw the world shut down and then they like lean back and they're like, I'm just going to wait for this to pass. And there's a lot of people that uh, leaned in. And I think when you lean in, leaned the hell in, lean the hell in. Because I think you there's, I. <laughs> there's a lot of fun to be had and being kind of the one yeah. that's pushing the boundaries. I downloaded, I got onto Mid Journey and, and Discord and within 48 hours, I had like 12 different use cases for clients. So it's like, oh, this is going to be game changer. Game changer. And I think that it's really fun to think about what is possible now, right? Like seeing that we could pull together that quote unquote photo shoot on Mid Journey, I'm now like, what if Morgan, like someone who like, dresses like Morgan Stewart is like standing in the background. <laughs> like, what if it was you know, just like interesting stuff? Okay, I'll give an example. When I was <laughs> this is so funny. I don't I would die to see what I these know. people are actually the doing with the mid-journey graphics. Like yeah. some of them are yeah. so wild. So this person was doing some project where he was taking every Sesame Street character and putting them in like Sinister. Really yeah. like yeah. disheveled situations. So it was like Big Bird is grilling hamburgers inside of a like disgusting food so truck and there's this? like black yeah. soot all over him. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it was so hyper realistic and it yeah, was no, so it was no. just so funny because I'm like, you're not gonna get that shoe. I wanna give you, you know there's like, another example that we're using with for eats. So we're doing a diner in Preston so Idaho. It was founded in nineteen fifty eight, it closed in two thousand seven. The business owner that I'm working with who bought this restaurant is bringing it back, right? So a lot of our brand is rooted in like Americana nostalgia, da, 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 da. I went to Mid Journey and I said, generate out realistic Polaroid photos as if a polar bear broke into a diner and took pictures with the diner patrons in the year 1958. The images were insane. So I created a whole gallery, right? Like as if, imagine like this business owner is meeting with the original owners of the restaurant and they're going through their photo boxes and they're like, oh yeah, this is where the name came from, right? Like this polar bear out of the middle of nowhere, this polar bear all of a sudden appears in this dreamscape. So then I was showing to my social media manager, yeah. Gabby, I was like, listen, this is the vision I have for this. Let's take these images. Let's go to ChatGPT. Write me a short story, newspaper article 
about a polar bear breaking into a diner in the year 1958, use 1958 slang and include first person accounts of what it was like to take a picture with a real life polar bear. So now we're playing with that. So now we have that and now we're creating newspaper mock-ups and renderings of like, as if we found this from the archives, like little did you know that this is this whole, this is this crazy night, fever dream night, but the pictures are so adorable. It's like, imagine Greece, the movie Greece. And like a real polar bear, like walking. You would never do that in real life. We would not, obviously. First of all, there's no chance. There's no chance. But to be able to visualize that. Obviously. That immersive, like yeah. Disney quality yeah. to kind of this brand storytelling. Like, I'm just, I'm already tickled. We haven't even told the client that we want to do this. It's so fun. It's so stinking it's, fun. I'm even seeing people do things in there outside of just like generate an image. I'm seeing like wrapping paper or like tissue paper. I'm seeing really cool patterns. I'm seeing like kids cartoon books. Like it is just the opportunities don't stop. And like Michelle also, what the hell goes on in your brain? Because the fact that you can think of that idea, right. like that's the reason you will have a job. Do you know what I'm saying? Which I do agree. But like my mom's an interior designer, right? My sister's a wedding planner. Like I'm surrounded by creative people all the time. My mom's yeah. is doing her colleague slash friend's house. And she says, I want my kitchen remodel to look like Chris Evans owns a beach house and is wearing a cable knit sweater. So we went to Mid Journey and we said, show me a kitchen, high resolution kitchen rendering that looks like Chris Evans owns a beach house and is wearing a cable knit sweater. The results that we got on the first try will blow your mind and I was like mod and I like ran over to her I was like look and she's like oh my god Amazing. because if anything again inspiration like oh wow I wouldn't have thought to do I wouldn't have thought to do two-tone marble like interesting it that's a cool question right or like it was already like bringing in chairs and lighting and everything like, that that you any idea that you can you have can be real is this not the dream like is that not the dream it's the dream, you know? I think it's so genius. Yeah. And I, I love the way that you no. are so playful with it because not everything has to be so serious, you know? Like, no. I, I tell people all the time, none of this is actually important. Nothing we're doing is that important. Nothing you're posting is that important. No mistake is that important. No win is that important. The real win to business, in my opinion, yeah. is like you're always having fun and collaborating. And when you're doing that, you're performing, you're doing good work because you're listening to the client. You're saying, oh my God, we have an idea for you. Like, and you're playful, you're excited. And I'm wondering if someone is feeling that like Doesn't immense exist. pressure on their shoulders to be perfect and follow the rules. Someone says that I can't do this. Also, if someone came to you and said, what if the thing that used to take you eight hours in your job now takes you 20 minutes? Would you not say yes? Come on. Because what can I do with the other seven hours and 40 minutes? I can go sit on the beach. I can walk my dog. I can have really good conversations with my friends. I can go to a museum. I can travel. I can do, like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Like, that's what we have to think about with AI. That's what we have to think about with tech is, like, again, like, let's lean into these tools that are making our quality of life better. Because I think a lot of people's fear is, like, the more the AI grows, the more we're all going to be dependent on technology, blah, 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 blah. Yes, but also so are, is the pendulum going to swing towards like real life experiences, tactile totally. things, texture, sound, taste, culture, like those things are going to grow in concert with each other. So I, I don't think that it's all one or all the other. I think it's just going to it's like the industrial revolution. It's like the advent of the Internet. Like we're just at another turning point where things are going to change. But 
I think they're going to change for the better. I do too. And, you know, you have a good point because if you're listening and you're what, maybe 28 to 38 or something, like we remember the internet starting yeah. and like we had the AOL startup sound and you couldn't be on the phone at the same time and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And so I think we are always just like excited about new tech because we mm-hmm. saw it like boom. And that's the millennialism of it all is that we love threads and we love new tech and we love new softwares. And to your point, there's always going to be an opposite and there's always going to be a pendulum swing the other way. And we're noticing that more and more as like kids who grew up being photographed on the internet are starting to retreat and be more private. X, Y, Z. And I think that with everything, everything else becomes important. So with the advent of AI and with like the growth of it, there's still a need for the person who hand draws an illustration for your family or like personally designs a real, whatever it is. So it's just preference. Choose what you prefer, but I would prefer to not be out of the conversation. Yeah, totally. And could I... If something like, for example, San Diego Open, Barbie movie is going to come out. So I did an entire carousel of like all the top players as Barbies. Fun, silly, like social, like fun. Just Photoshop all that stuff and make it look like all the people that would have taken. No, there's no way. First of all, there's no way the client would have approved that number one. There's no way I would spend the time doing it. But now because I've created this piece of content that's going to solve the purpose of getting people to talk about the tournament, where can I go spend the rest of my mental energy that I would have spent being a technician? And this is different, like technician versus creative, like being someone that's in your zone of genius versus being the person that does the thing. The more you can use the tools, the less you have to be in that technician space to like physically make things happen. And the more you can stay in the creative space to keep the ideas going. Because like, imagine where my brain could spiral if I wasn't on Illustrator for four hours. That is the perfect way to word it. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at earlier and didn't like didn't nail and you just did, which is like, It's so reductive to act like a designer is a technician. I can learn the technicality of using Adobe, but like that doesn't make me a designer. I know words and I'm not an author, you know? (laughs) So such a good point. Michelle, I love having you here. I want everyone to know about all of your things. First of all, I want them to know about your Instagram. I want them to know also about your Facebook group, which is powerful if you guys love the doers you have to go into her facebook group because there's a ton of people in there and it is so much fun so where can we find you where can we participate in all the things oh my gosh okay so on all the socials at mkw creative co yellow profile picture you can't miss it podcast kiss my aesthetic facebook group by the same name kiss my aesthetic we have lots of like daily prompts that go out. So like networking opportunities, job opportunities, AI, new intros. The group's really been popping off in the last few weeks. I mean, we've gotten like over a thousand new members in the last two months, but I am ruthless about quality. If you spam post or you break a rule, you're out. No exceptions. You do not get a second chance. You're out of there. Right. So it is high quality. And people have to ask me a lot of times, at least people in my network ask me like, is this okay to post in the group? And I'm, I'll give it my blessing. So if you see a post come through, it's because I've probably had my eyes on it. Mm-hmm. That's I think what retains the high quality socials. Yep. All MKW creative co. If you want to work with us, mkwcreative.co. And well, that should be it. I think Michelle, you're the best. It's so fun. I, I, I could just talk um, forever. I could talk forever, but I could also talk to you forever. You know what I mean? Like, we really just can't shut up when we do these. But I'm so excited. And thank you again for coming on. Thank you for anyone who's here tuning in. 
I do have some rapid fire questions for you. Hit me. If go you want to go through them. Okay. So what would you title this chapter of your life? Oh, I was going to say something inappropriate. I was going to say creative crackhead because that's what I feel like most days. It's yeah. like, I'm just, people are like, what are you on? And I'm like, life. Like, I'm yeah, high you're like, on life. So excited. Yeah. I'm high on well, life, my guy. Yeah. I like it. What's a mistake you've made recently and what did it teach you? Oh, I am a chronic textbook over deliverer to a fault. Mm. Like I will go too much and show all my cards and I get feedback from like kind of my internal team and my close circle being like, don't show them everything you've got from square one because that's all your tricks. Like sure. hold back. I I'm not a mysterious girly. You're always going to know exactly how I did everything because I'm just going to tell you, you're not even going to ask. So yeah. yeah, try not to show all my cards. There you go. What do you wish more people knew? Super vague. Take it however you want. Ooh, uh, that's not that serious. We can't just work this hard to work this hard. Like you got to have fun and you got to make sure that you're building the lifestyle that you want. Because if not, you're just building a business to work and be a change to your computer. It's not worth it. And it's not that serious. Like build the lifestyle you want first. Find the job that supports the lifestyle. Totally. That's such a good point. And then two fun ones. What's your go-to cocktail? Oh, gosh. Depends on my mood. I'm a theme girly. So it depends on where I'm at. If I'm in Italy, I'm having a spritz. If I'm in San Diego, it's spicy margarita. If I'm in New York, I'm having an espresso martini. Beautiful. So I'm all over the place. Beautiful. We love it. And then last meal. Breakfast burrito. Really? Breakfast burrito. She loves yeah, it. And I'm like a foodie, burrito. but like, man, nothing hits like, especially first you got to go surfing. I'm in San Diego, if you can't tell. You go surfing and you get out of the water and you get yourself just like at the size of a small child breakfast burrito. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Michelle, yeah. thanks again. You're the best. I'm sure we'll have you on another time at some point. I'd but love to. Yeah, for sure. I recently talked on your podcast about threads, which is super fun. You talked about Mid Journey on mine, which is fun. So we're just going to, anytime something new comes out, let's talk about it. <laughs> and then I'll leave you with this mic drop moment because if you're not yes. pitching right now on threads, I think you're missing out. Yeah. Every brand wants traffic on their threads. Every social media manager that's tasked with threads is checking their notifications relentlessly. So if you mm -hmm. have a dream and you have a brand you want to work with, if you are not courting them on threads right now, I mean, do, do it. it. There's no reason not Go to. For it. No reason not to. What's the worst they say? No, they ignore you. Who cares? It's not that serious. Like we said, it's not that serious. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Thank you for coming, Michelle. And I will see you guys next time on the next episode of the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. Thank you.